we're going to uh, say our confession. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by one morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be, seat, be seated. Tonight I want to share something that relates to the love of God for us. So help us understand more about how much God loves us. And I pray that He stays with you and that you understand it and, and fully grasp it. Um, we've talked a lot here about, of some about uh, demons and how demons uh, influence people's lives. And uh, we don't focus on demons. I don't like talking too much about them because they are not important uh, with regards to the work of God. Uh, so, but on the other side of that, and the positive side of it, is that we have angels. And angels also minister uh, to people. So tonight, I'm going to be talking about the ministry of angels uh, to us. The ministry of angels. Now, if you read in Matthew chapter 18, verse 10, it says, Take heed that you do not despise one of these little ones. For I say to you that in heaven, their angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. So, you have a representative in the presence of God in heaven. You have a personal angel that is standing to represent you before God. Right in heaven. And so we should be very careful. I will deal with one another. It says, Jesus said, take heed that you do not offend. Take heed that you do not despise one of these little ones who believe in me, even if they are not quite where you think they should be. Don't despise them. Because they have somebody that is representing their weakness. Whatever, is going, whatever they are going through, whatever trouble they are going through, there is an angel that is their personal angel and is staring straight at the Father, representing them in heaven. Everyone, you've heard this before, everyone has a guardian angel. This guardian angel, based on this scripture, and you can see in Acts chapter 12, when Peter was put in prison, the early church, they understood this. They knew that everyone had an angel. There is an angel that is assigned, maybe several angels, that is assigned to you. Revelation tells us thousands multiplied, 10,000 multiplied by 10,000 angels and more angels. So for every demon, you got two angels. Because the thought of heaven fell. So th- there are so many demons. Probably a thousand can be in one person, according to the scriptures. So there are so many angels, and, and, and they are there for us. But the early church recognized that for every believer, you have a personal angel. Every believer. And, and when Peter was put in prison in Acts chapter 10... I mean, chapter 12, and he was delivered by an angel. And when he appeared where they were praying in Mary's house, that's Mary, the mother of John Mark, 
who wrote the Gospel of Mark. And he knocked at the door, and this girl, Rhoda, came to the door and, and heard his voice and was really excited. Instead of opening the door, she went back to the crowd, the group praying in the house. Hey, Peter is standing at the door. They said, you are insane. You lost your mind. It can't be. Unbelieving believers, they've been praying for his deliverance, but they didn't believe God would do it. And, and then she said, yeah. And she insisted. You can read that in Acts 12, verse 15. She insisted, yes, I'm telling you, Peter is right at the door. They said, no, that's not right. It must be his angel. And then let me just read this. But they said to her, you are beside yourself. In other words, you're nuts. <laughs> Yet she kept insisting that it was so. So they said, it is his angel. So they recognized that. And notice nobody argued about it. They recognized that every one of us has a personal angel. A doctor said, you know, I have, uh, you know, I have delivered over a thousand uh, babies. And I can tell you, I know it without a doubt. Every baby has the guardian angel waiting at the time of their birth for them. And your guardian angel stays with you all through your life till the day of your death. Because Jesus tells us at death, the angel carries them, your spirit, and goes to take them back to the Father. So when we were born, God assigned a guardian angel to everyone, especially at the age of innocence. When you are innocent, the angel is there. And that's what Jesus said, be converted as one of these little ones. That's how you can enter. If you're not converted as one of these little ones and be as a child, you can't enter into heaven. But as we grow and we make decisions to sin against God, the angel, the guardian angel goes into the shadows. And we don't feel him, but they're still around. They're in the shadows waiting to see whether you will finally come back to God. And when you come back to God, they're right there with you. Remember what Jesus said? When one, we're coming back to that. When, I, when one, a single person is saved, what happens? They rejoice in the midst of the angels in heaven. They're so interested for just one person. Just one person. So you have with you a guardian angel to be with you all the days of your life. And they're there to help. They are there to help guide. And we'll talk about their ministry they are there to be with you, assigned by God for you. And they represent you in heaven. Back and forth. Back and forth. You read the story of Daniel, Gabriel, that's an archangel because there was a serious assignment. Back and forth. Bringing messages, ministering, strengthening. God is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. There are still angels around your life right now as a believer, God has assigned them to you. And they are at work. And we'll, later in this message, we'll talk about how we can actually put them to work. We'll talk about that. And some of the same things that uh, Bill shared this, uh, this evening, but what you say from your mouth. That's very important. But that's what we need to understand. The angels are here. And they minister to children of God. Did you know that angels minister to Jesus, the Son of God? Angels actually minister to him. 
because he was a man. He was born into a world. And just like every man, there is an angel there to minister to you. Especially in times of difficulty, they are so close. Yes, the Holy Spirit is there with us. But they are so close. And we need to understand this. In Acts, I mean in, uh, in Hebrews, I should go to Hebrews chapter 1. We talk about this. Uh, the Bible talks about angels being ministering spirit before I come to Jesus. I need to go to the fact that these are ministering spirits. All of them according to the scriptures. In Hebrews chapter 1 verse 13 and 14, it says, But to which of the angels has he ever said, Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool? Are they not all, how many of them? All ministering spirits, they have been sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation. So they have been sent to us. And they are right here. They have been sent to minister for us. In other words, they are working for you, for things to be right in your life. God has sent them to work for us. This is not just new. God gave us a type of this in the Old Testament with the story of Jacob. You know, Jacob, after he received the blessing from his father, remember this story? After he received the blessing from his father, and Esau was planning to kill him, and the father decided, go back to, uh, my, uh, to your uncle, Laban, and, and get your wife from there. And, and immediately, Jacob set out to be with his uncle and to take a wife from there. But on the way, he got to a city called Luz, and it, it was late at night. It was late, it was dark, so he had to sleep. You remember the story? He took a stone for pillow, and he went to sleep. And you know what happened? It says in, in Genesis 28, it says, Then he dreamed, and behold, a ladder was set up on the earth, and his top reached to heaven. And there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants. I want to go to verse 16. It says, Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place. And I did not know it. He's just like the rest of us. Surely the Lord is in this place. And I did not know it. How did he know that? There was this ladder that went all the way up to heaven. And angels were going up and down. That's because he's a child of Abraham. Just as we are children of Abraham. And in the Old Testament, God was showing us the type. The shadow of what's really happening. The eyes of God over the eyes of God up at the top of the ladder. God's eyes were over him. But the angels were going up and down from God back to him and then back again. 
representing who? Jacob. A seed of Abraham. And we are like Isaac. Children of Abraham. And so we have angels. And, and so he named that place Bethel. Uh, Bethel means this is where God is. The house of God. Guess what your body is? The temple of the, the living God. And where God is, the angels are always going back and forth. So you carry God with you, and there are angels all around you. They're going back and forth, representing you before God. And apart from that, His eyes are over your life. They never go. And God told Jacob, everywhere you go, I'll be there with you. Everywhere you go, I am there with you. Whether you're acting bad or not, I am there with you. No matter where you go. And the angels of God are also there with him. Now, can I, can I give you a scripture here? How much God loves us? Um, Psalm 78, uh, verse uh, 24, I believe it's 24 and uh, 25. When God deals with his children... There is no holding back. Did you know that man eats the food of angels? Angels eat in heaven, right? Actually, the Bible tells us manna is angels' food. That's what they eat in heaven, right? Angels eat. And if you read in that scripture, you got it, sir, Teresa? Can you help me? That's verse 24, first. It says, "Had rain, God rained down manna on them to eat, and given them of the bread of heaven. So they eat some food in heaven. Manna was heaven's food. And verse 24, it says, he rained, 25 says, men ate what? Angels' food. Men ate angels' food. When they had nothing, you know what this tells me? God will provide for you. If it can't be found on earth, He'll rain it down from heaven. That's how much God loves us. He gave man angels' food, poured it down, and everyone was full. He says, Food to what? To the fool. He just gave it to them. That was angels' food. That's how much God loves us. Now, if God would do that in the Old Testament, where the people complained and cried and all, that you know what they did. And you know how, how long He gave them? 40 years. Every single day, for 40 years, He gave the manna to angels food to eat. It's, that to me, it's an amazing time. Because they were children of Abraham. And we have been redeemed by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Can I hear an amen? He's in our lives. There are angels all around you. You read in, in Exodus, when they are in trouble, Pharaoh's uh, army coming at them, the angel of the Lord who was at the front moves from the front, goes to the back, and separates God's people from the enemy. You can't come over here. That's how God loves us. And for us, but... But through the blood of Jesus, God will never give up. They are always there for us, fighting for you, no matter what's going on. That's how much God loves us. 
That's how much God cares for us. For every one of us. If you've made Jesus your Lord and Savior, then at that point, your guardian angel leaves the shadows and is very present in your life. And stays with you till the very last breath. If, if Jesus tarries when you leave. Angels actually minister to Jesus. I used to wonder why that's the Son of God. Why does he need angels to strengthen him? Can you, how did they do it? How? Are the angels still available to us today? Will angels strengthen us? Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. When we pray, God answers and he sends his angels. And they are still available today. The Bible says they are all ministering spirits. And they've been sent forth to minister for us who are heirs of salvation. We inherit salvation. So God has done that for us. In Matthew chapter 4, we, when Jesus was tempted, notice when the enemy was present, God allowed that. And, and, and the angels... The enemy was there, but the angels were the angels were also there. Jesus was hungry at the time when the enemy thought he would be vulnerable to temptation. The enemy came to try to tempt him to 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 use his powers when it was unnecessary, tempting God. But after the temptation, I'll read from verse ten. And Jesus said to the devil, "Away with you, Satan!" For it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Then the devil left him, and look, behold, that word means look, angels came and they ministered to him. In other words, they gave him everything that he needed at that point. I don't know how they ministered to him, but it was already past 40 days, right? And what was the main problem? He needed to eat. And when it says they served him, I'm sure they brought something for him to eat. Amen? That's not in scripture, but that's my thinking. I don't think he's going to go back again another 40 days without food. He has something. And that's also happened to Elijah. They gave the angels brought food for Elijah you eat because you are going for a long journey. My point is, that's Old Testament for those people. What about us today? There are angels that are very busy over your life because of what Jesus has done. Now, we can also read about the ministering to Jesus during the temptation, uh, the very last time before Jesus went to the cross. As he was praying to his father, that you can find in Luke chapter 22, being verse 42, Jesus speaking, uh, the Bible is saying here, and Jesus praying to his father, he says, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. What happened? Then an angel appeared to him from heaven, and what did they do? They, they strengthened him. And he says after that, after they strengthened him, then he prayed even more fervently. Because he was strengthened. And he has sweats of blood. Sweat of blood. Because he was strengthened to pray. So 
this is amazing. This is the Son of God. In the time when he was really weak, you remember he said, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And an angel showed up and strengthened him. Do they still do this with us? Yes. When we are in deep trouble, my Jesus said, my soul is sorrowful, even unto death. Here, God sent the angels to strengthen him. And there are still angels today strengthening. How many of you heard about Mark Bontain? Oh, oh. The old guys didn't even know about it. <laughs> but Mark Bontain was a, a missionary in India. And um, just to say that angels are still here today. Uh, Mark Bontain was a missionary in India, a very successful missionary in India. And had built schools and built hospitals. And was when I, in the 80s, they talked a lot about Mark Bontain. He was a very good missionary. But then uh, a flood came. It was really bad. And they told him, you guys need to evacuate. And they brought uh, planes, the small planes, to try to evacuate them from where they were. Because the flood would just take over everything. He was very, he didn't like it at all. Because it seems like the water will wash everything that he's done away. And uh, lots of money gone. And he got in the plane, according to his story. And he was just thinking about everything that was happening. He had to leave. Otherwise, you lose your life because of the serious flood. And as he sat down, there was a man sitting by his side. And that he was telling him and encouraging him and using scriptures to encourage him. Don't worry about it. God's going to do even greater stuff. And gave him insights about what to do and all of that. And he was like, oh, thank you so much. This is, I'm feeling really good. Thank you, sir. You know, I'm a missionary. They talk like, you know, you know how it is when you meet people in the plane. And they talked. And uh, he was just meditating on it. And um, the stewardess came and said, uh, asked him uh, what he wanted to eat. And he was telling this you know what what he wanted to eat and then he, he turned around to talk to his friend hey would you order what you want to eat there was nobody there it was a small plane and he's he got spooked by that <laughs> he started looking around the plane to see where the guy had gone you know check the bathroom and he, he was there was nobody there then he realized god has sent him an angel to encourage him and things went well. They're still here today. Angels are still here today. They do minister to people and they're around us. And we're, like I said, we're going to come to some of the things we must do uh, as believers. To, I think some believers use the word to release them to work for us. They, they, they are here to work for us. They are very, very interested in what's going on in your life. Because you belong to the master. They're very, very interested in what's going on. And let me put it this way. At the end of life. At the end of life. They're right there. So close. It's usually a battle. Because the, there's a spirit that wants to take you the other way. And, and, and the angel is waiting. And Jesus told us that they carry your soul back to your heavenly father remember the Lazarus and the rich man and he says he died and an angel carried him to the bosom of Abraham and that's what's going on your guardian angel is right there he represents you but then you can read also I believe in Jude 
that Mos- the devil wanted Moses' body. Have you, have you read that? You read that? The devil actually wanted Moses' body. And the Bible says uh, that the, uh, the angel said to the devil, The Lord rebuke you. Remember that? The Lord, yeah. They are there wanting your soul to take you the other way. But your angel says, I was there when they gave their lives to the Lord. Can I hear an amen? I was there when they said the prayer. And I'm taking this soul back to the Father. And you don't have a right. You can't even come near. The Lord rebuke you. And they carry you back to your heavenly Father. Amen? It's an amazing thing. This is beautiful. That God loves us. This, and we'll talk about how powerful these beings are. What God has done for us as believers through the death of Christ. I don't think we will ever scratch the surface of it before we leave this world. We're so worried about all kinds of things. Concern. Well, that's why Jesus said, don't worry. Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. There is no need to worry about anything. God can meet any and every need in your life. God cares so much for you. For an, a being to be created and all through your life on earth, they are right there with you ministering to every need that you have. The only thing that holds them back is my unbelief. Because I'm not able to walk with the, the word of the Father. And we're coming back to that. Because they only respond to His word. They only respond to His word. And what we do with His word. But they are there for our interest. They love us so much. They love angels so excited about what God has done for us. They are so excited. They are there for us all the time. Wanting to minister to us. I'd like to read that Acts chapter 27. The fact that an angel, God, when in times of difficulty, God, the angel is there. This was Paul, you remember? The shipwreck. Everybody was distressed. Nobody had eaten for days. And this was Paul, what Paul said. It says in verse 22, Now I urge you, 27, Acts 27, I warned you earlier. <laughs> verse 22, Now I urge you that you take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. For there stood by me this night, what? An angel. Of the God to whom I belong. Can you say I belong to Jesus? When there is trouble, an angel stands right by you. Because you belong to Him. Yeah, difficult times. But that encouraged Paul. Notice Paul had no idea what was going to happen. He had told them this is going, there will maybe loss of life from the very beginning. There's going to be danger, probably loss of life. He told them that. But at this time, things were happening. He mouth was shot, just wondering, okay, what was going to happen? But God wanted to encourage him. And not only that, let's read this scripture. It's so beautiful. How the angel encouraged him. It says, for there stood by me this night 
he stood by him, none of them saw him. Amen? None of the, the, the uh, travelers saw the angel. God sent an angel. For there stood by me this night an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve, saying, Do not be afraid. Paul, you must be brought before Caesar, and indeed God has granted you all those who sail with you. So Paul knew he saw the angel. And he said, well, that was Apostle Paul. <laughs> we still belong to Jesus. And God is, not, is no respecter of persons. They are very, very active in everything concerning salvation and what's happening in our lives, what we're doing, where we're going, because the Father's eyes are over our lives. And God's right there with us. Angels have always been interested in, in the work of salvation. And they are very actively involved in what's going on. And if you can, I'm going to read this scripture here in First Peter chapter 1, beginning from verse 10. It says, Of this salvation the prophets have inquired, that's the salvation that we have through Jesus Christ, the prophets in the Old Testament are, have inquired and searched carefully. They searched carefully. Who prophesied of the grace that would come to us? They prophesied of the grace, but didn't understand what it is. I don't, couldn't experience it. Searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ who was in them was indicating when he testified beforehand the suffering of Christ and the glories that will follow. So they testified about the sufferings of Christ. Where you can, can you find that? Psalm 22, you can find that. They prophesied about it. Isaiah 53, they talked about it. But they didn't quite understand what will, what will happen. And the glories that will follow. To them it was revealed that not to themselves, but to us, they were ministering the things which now have been reported to you through those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Since which angels desire to look into. It's something they want to look into. No angel will experience what salvation is all about. No angel will understand the grace of God. They don't understand all of that angels, even the fallen ones, they, they are not offered grace. No second chance for them. But we have not only second chance, even a thousand times. <laughs> but they don't understand grace. It's something that they were interested in. And I'm just going to go back to you remember when Jesus was born? How excited the angels were? They came to the shepherd. One of them came to the shepherd to you. He told them to rejoice. Because there is born to you this day. Not to them, but to us. There is born to you this day. A savior. In the city of David. you remember? And after he gave them that. The Bible says a multitude of angels. Heavenly hosts. They appeared. And guess what? They were praising God on our behalf. Glory to God in the highest. Peace on earth. That's to us. Peace on earth. 
goodwill towards all men. Multitudes of angels, they were rejoicing over uh, our salvation. They are very interested in what's going on in our lives. They are interested in every aspect of what's happening in your life. We have to understand that. And you remember this, the scripture tells us in uh, Luke 15, verse 10, it says, Likewise I say to you, there is joy in the presence of angels, the angels of God, over one sinner who repents. They are rejoicing over an angel, a, a sinner that turns his life over to the, to the Lord. That's how interested our angels are about what's going on in our lives. We have to understand they are so much a part of what's happening with regards to us in salvation. So much a part. I'm using a lot of scriptures tonight, but I think it's important for us to understand that these beings are actively involved in what's happening to us and they can strengthen you. They can do things in our lives. They have been sent forth to minister to us heirs of salvation. Revelation chapter 8 tells us this from verse 3. Another angel had a golden censer. Came and stood at the altar that's in heaven. He was given much incense to offer. With what? The prayers of the saints. Even with your prayers. They are actively involved. I don't fully understand. But look at what it says. The prayers of all. How many of God's people? That's including you. On the golden altar in front of the throne. The smoke of the incense together with the prayers of God's people went up before God from whose hand? From the angel's hand. From the angel's hand. I'm not sure I import. We don't, we don't bother, with to them, uh, bother about them. We don't pray to them. But they have been assigned and they do their work very well. Amen? They do their work very well. They are working on our behalf, working for us. And they are always around you. They are always around you. Always working for us. Doing work for us. Angels are present. And they watch everything that's going on. I'd like to read First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 9. And Paul was speaking from the... Uh, it says here in verse 4, But it seems to me that the new century version, it seems to me that God has put us apostles in last place, like those sentenced to die. We are like a, a, a show for the whole world to see. What? Angels and, and men. They are always there. Angels are always watching what's going on. And everyone, the, including men, for the apostles, according to, to Paul. But there, there's a scripture in the Old Testament. Um, you know the story of Elijah, right? Uh, the Syrian army, they were going to fight. And uh, they located where Elisha was. And they said, well, 
one of them said a kind of an exaggeration. He sees everything. Elisha, the prophet, sees everything that you're doing. And they are the ones giving, he is the one giving the secrets of your plans and your strategies to fight with them. He tells the king because they do one thing and the, the Israelites, they do something else. And they say, who, who, there's a traitor among us. He says, hey, there is no traitor among us. No matter how the devil tries to keep the people from God, God always has some missionaries there. <laughs> Those guys knew about Elisha. And they would say, no, there is a prophet among them. He say, he's called Elisha. And he knows exactly what you do in your bedroom. And he tells everything to the king. And so the king said, the best thing to do, we're going to get that Elisha and give him no opportunity to bring another strategy uh, to the king. So they sent chariots and horsemen to fight one man. That's an incredible thing. So in Second Kings, chapter 6, beginning from verse 15, uh, he tells us about Gehazi, the, his uh, servant. He says, And when the servants of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city and horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? In other words, we got all this army surrounding the city. We have no way of fighting. He says, So he answered, Do not fear. And I say to you today, no matter what you are going through, please don't be afraid. Amen. Do not fear. For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. No matter how many demons God, the enemy sends against your life, the angels that are with you are more than those that are coming against your life. We have to understand that I believe that the scripture, God gave us this, so we understand what's happening in your life, in the spiritual realm, and what God's doing for you. I'm sure after Elisha told this guy this, he was like, huh? Are you kidding? I only see you and me, those that are with us. What are you talking about? One, two. What do you mean? Those that are with us more than these that I can see with my eyes? I think the prophet has been drinking something. <laughs> this is not possible. He says, do not fear. For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And I'm sure the guy didn't believe. He was like, it's mad open. <laughs> this is not good for us. And so the prophet had to pray. Say, and Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray. You, I pray. Open his eyes that he may see. You see, you can't see what God's put around you. Then the Lord opened his eyes. The eyes of the young man. And he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. That means all around him. I'm sure the guy was so comforted, went down, sat down, got some donuts to eat. <laughs> Don't have any worry about them anymore. I mean, those chariots are awesome. Fire, boy, these guys are all toast today. They don't know what they have come 
But a minute before, he was screaming like, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. Until God opened his eyes. Why is there that in the scriptures? God's wanting us to know the angel of the Lord and camp around those that fear him. They're always there. You may not see them, but they're always there. And they are there to fight for you. Notice they didn't do anything. They just were there. Until Elisha did something. Can you understand that? They were there. They didn't fight the, those armies. They didn't fight the Syrians. They were just there for their protection. Until Elisha did something. Amen? That's what we want to talk about. You've got to do something. Amen? You have to do something. That's very important. The angel of the Lord, Psalm 34 verse 7, they encamp, encamps around those who fear him. And they do what? He delivers them. So for you, you have your guardian angel. They are always there. And you don't have any reason to be afraid because the Lord God is there with you. And you are surrounded by his angels. Stand up with me tonight. Next time we'll talk more about this. We'll use some more scriptures. The strength of the angel. And... Uh